0: Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: Welcome into Candlestick Chronicles, a 49ers podcast on the Blue Wire Podcast Network. I'm Kyle Madsen. Joining me shortly is Chris Biederman and we're going to talk about the 49ers running backs today we covered the quarterbacks if you want to go listen to that go ahead and uh, jump back one in the feed and we talked about the quarterbacks we will now break down the running back roster going into training camp which is set to start on July 26th that was announced on uh, Thursday the day we're recording this so let's dive in
0: Blue wire. hey this is George Kittle and you're listening to Candlestick Chronicles.
1: has got him a second back inside the 30-yard line Nick Bosa drops Aaron Rodgers for a 13-yard loss quick pass caught by Kittle he dives and he's in touchdown 49ers I changed up the intro a little bit and it threw me off you didn't, I didn't say wh- I didn't you,
2: you didn't, didn't say where you where you right for
1: yeah, because I figured anybody listening to this pod probably knows by now.
2: Yeah, you are pretty and, famous.
1: Right. And that's what I figured like I've reached a point of, of fame that I don't need to like tell people. Like people just know. Right. It's yeah. just it's just assumed. <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, yeah that's no, Kyle
2: Madsen. He he writes about the 49ers over
1: at Ninerswire.com. Yeah, came. But yeah. I don't know. I changed it up. I don't like it. I'm gonna go back to the old one. And that's how it's going to be moving forward. Okay, um,
2: I'm sure the audience is thrilled to know.
1: Yeah. 49ers training camp going to open July 26th. At least that's the day that rookies and veterans both report a couple weeks before the preseason opener. Any takes before we dive into the running back group?
2: Any takes about the start date? Yeah. Um. It's just over a month from now. <laughs> Great point.
1: <laughs> Subscribe rate review for... More analysis. All right, let's talk about the running backs. (laughs) Yeah, let's do it. I feel like running back this year is, and we're going to do the same way we did with the quarterbacks. We're going to go down the roster and just kind of look and see what uh, the most interesting part of the roster, that specific position is, any position battles that are formulating, and then whether the depth of the position is good or bad. I think the 49ers running backs this year, the most interesting thing to me going in is, I think they're going to get used a lot. I think the Niners are going to run it more than they have in the past with Trey Lance under center. I think the passing game is going to look different, but I I just, I think they're going to run the hell out of the ball. And I don't think we're going to see a, see a, I guess this is what interests me is I don't know if we're going to see like an Elijah Mitchell. RB1 carrying it 20, 25, 30 times a game. Or if we see Ty Davis price, take some of that workload what does Trey Sermon do I mean there's there's a bunch of different angles off of that but I think that's the most interesting thing to me is do they go back to more of a running back by committee
2: yeah I definitely think they're going to and and I think my initial take just on the position as a whole is it's one of the most talented groups I think they've had um since since Kyle Shanahan's been there and that's You know, that's not nothing like they've they've had some good groups. When you look at, you know, 2019, the Super Bowl team, it was Raheem Mostert, Matt Breida and Tevin Coleman. Um, I I just think in terms of pure talent, when you look at um, Elijah Mitchell, who I think is probably one of the 10 or 15 best halfbacks in the league. Mm -hmm. Tyrion Davis price is somebody who they like a lot. And I think I like a little bit more just than the consensus. I know everybody talks about value and taking him in the third round. Um, But I think given how much the 49ers have struggled in short yardage in recent seasons, I think Ty Davis price could be a really big help to them, even if he's not getting, you know, 15 carries a game, and maybe he will. Um, but Jeff Wilson Jr. potentially being healthy could be a really nice development for them, and, and we've seen him have big games. And I always think about um, that three touchdown game he had in New England in 2020. Um, and he's dealt with injuries, but at least you have a little bit more depth there than than I think you've had in recent seasons. Jamichael Hasty, third down back, fine, right. Um, and then you know Jordan Mason, undrafted rookie from Georgia Tech, probably somebody that is, is most likely avenue as the practice squad, and, and Trey Sermon.
1: He's fascinating, dude.
2: Yeah, Trey Sermon, it could go a couple different ways with him. It could go, okay, Trey Sermon has has a bounce back year two after struggling to get on the field in year one because he wasn't necessarily super decisive, and he also dealt with injuries early in the season that kind of derailed his development. Um, but what's most interesting to me, so like, I do think there's, there's talent there. There's plenty of talent there. What's most interesting to me is the Niners running back core – isn't like the speedy running back core that we're used to seeing, mm-hmm. right? And so I wonder, we talked so much about what the offense in, in that previous podcast, what the offense is going to look like with Trey Lance at quarterback. I think it's going to be a much different style of, of running game where it's going to be a lot more between the tackles, a lot fewer um, outside zone runs. I think you're still going to see that with Elijah Mitchell in particular, but this is going to be a physical running team, not necessarily a just a purely outside zone you know, wide running team, I think they're going to have those elements, but, you know, Ty Davis price just under four or five. Um, Elijah Mitchell's obviously fast, but Trey Sermon's what four or five, four or six. Jeff Wilson, mm-hmm. four or five, four or six. Um, you know, it's not, it's not the Tevin Coleman, Matt Breida, Raheem Mostert group. It's very different. Like that group was, was really More all finesse. about speed and yeah, I mm-hmm. guess finesse, but like you can, I I think this group is going to just be more physical, maybe more durable um, and better in short yardage. And I think Kyle Shanahan has a very distinct idea of what he wants the running game to look like with Trey Lance in the backfield. And I think he's going to incorporate Trey Lance in the running game. I don't think Trey Lance is going to be a focal point like he was, particularly in his first start against Arizona last year. But I think the running back group is good. Um, and it's what's most interesting to me about it is it just has a very different look in terms of, you know, bigger, more physical uh, than in the past when it was all predicated about speed. I mean, Ty Davis Price and looking on the 49ers website at the roster, he's at two. He's listed at two nineteen. Jordan Mason's two twenty three, the undrafted rookie. Elijah Mitchell's two listed at two hundred. He's probably closer to two hundred five or or two ten at this point. Trey Sermon's two fifteen. Jeff Wilson, Jr.'s two thirteen like you know, these aren't 190, 195 pound guys who are super fast. Like we've been used to, these are, these are bigger backs. And and I think it's going to reflect in, in terms of the play calling and the power running scheme and running between the tackles and and
1: those things to type of backfield or the type of run game that travels in January. Right. I know that's super cliche, but we saw it against Dallas. We saw it against green Bay. Um, We saw it less against, the Rams, because I think the Rams, you know, you're seeing a team for the third time. Um, but even but yeah, then, think, like
2: that, that second and one and third and one before, you know, they punted, like we've talked about that as a huge sequence in that game. Right. And Elijah Mitchell, as good as he was, he wasn't, he's not the ideal short yardage back. And so I think the 49ers right. are going to be in a better position to convert short yardage situations this year because of the talent they have in the backfield.
1: Yeah. I just, I, I'm fascinated that Jeff Olson Jr. Didn't get a look there, but um Yeah, that's, 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 it's interesting for sure. And then what is it even, and I guess this leads to the second, to the second kind of layer here is any position battles. It feels like the entire group. It's like Elijah Mitchell is, if Elijah Mitchell is RB one, I think they definitely want to take some of the load off of him, which means it's Ty Davis price. It's, It's sermon and Wilson and hasty and Mason trying to get carries like just trying to work their way into a, into a role where they're either spelling uh, spelling Mitchell or they're the third down back because like God love Jamichael hasty, but they could get better on third down. At that, at that position, if you're going to have a specified third down running back, I think you'd probably want somebody different than Michael Hensley, ideally.
2: Yeah. And one thing we know about Kyle Shanahan's offense, too, or at least a characteristic of his team since he's been here, has been that his running backs get hurt. They haven't had anybody with more than 240 carries in a season um at running back and that was Carlos Hyde in 2017 a guy who Kyle Shanahan didn't view as a long-term fit with the team obviously because they didn't bring him back um so you know you you go down the list it goes like 150 200 214 like over the next four seasons like guys aren't getting a ton of carries over over an entire year because of all the injuries that they're dealing with um so that's why like, I think it is justifiable if they really liked Ty Davis Price to take him in the third round. And, and you know, like, sure the, one of the interesting things about the roster battle is, you know, typically they only have three halfbacks up on game day. And so, you know, to me, it looks like that's Elijah Mitchell, it's Ty Davis Price, and then Jeff Wilson Jr. You know, if if Trey Sermon's not active on game days, it's not a great reflection of one, the draft pick and two the development of Trey Sermon. Right. And like, that's not to, that's not to point blame at anyone in particular, because there, there's a lot that goes into players not producing after being high draft picks, but you know, that that's going to be viewed as a miss. And it might already be viewed as a miss. And I think, you know, Mm -hmm. after he struggled in his rookie season, I think that's fair. And the fact that they took, they felt like they needed to take Ty Davis price it's not exactly a ringing endorsement of Trey Sermon, right? So, um, but if you want to look at it on the rosier side of things, you could say, all right, well, they have four pretty talented and, and or capable halfbacks. I mean, five, actually. Right. If you want to include Hasty, who got a lot of playing time last year, particularly on third downs. Like, you could say they do have more depth and there may be better able to withstand injuries this season than they were in previous years. Um, and I think that was a clear focus because Kyle Shanahan's offense looks dramatically different when they can't run the ball effectively. And And with Trey Lance, it's going to be really important that they do because it's going to set up everything that they, that they want to do schematically.
1: When you talk about them having five capable running backs, I think that's the most interesting part of the roster to me is nobody really does anything Super different. They're all similar styles of backs. And I think the Niners are just going to try and figure out who the three most capable running backs are and just go from there. But with the amount of injuries they've sustained at that position, I think having an extra capable player on the roster is valuable. Like, I don't think it's a waste of a roster spot if you just have Jeff Wilson Jr. inactive on game days uh because Mitchell and Sermon and Davis Price are the three guys. Uh do you think that Trey Sermon specifically we talked about this a little bit last year. Do you think he was drafted more to play in the offense that Trey Lance is going to run?
2: Yeah, I think so because he was so much different than the other running backs that they've had. Um and I do think, you know, there was a lot of shotgun running for him at Ohio State. I didn't watch him nearly as much when he was at Oklahoma, but um, he was it it seemed to me that he was most comfortable running out of shotgun. Um, And Mm -hmm. so that's something that the 49ers are going to do a lot with Trey Lance. Um, So that does make sense. It's just odd to me. And this, you know, I guess this goes back to the draft discussion, but like a team that's so good. And not even a team, just a group of people that have been so good for so long at identifying running backs either late in the draft and or after the draft. It's wild to me that they just don't like hit home runs if they draft a running back early. right? Because like you would think they really know what they're looking for and if they find that guy and they are willing to invest an early draft pick on them given their history, they would have a ton of conviction and right and and be be good at identifying those guys but to miss on you know joe williams which was i mean it, it was very risky at the time given all the off the field stuff and all the questions about his commitment to football which proved to be very true um that seemed risky trey sermon I don't know. I mean, I liked him. I, I liked him as a prospect, but it was... Yeah, it made sense.
1: The pick it, made sense.
2: It made sense, and even in training camp, it was Raheem Mostert getting the majority of first-team runs, and then Trey Sermon was, getting, um, was really second on the death chart, it appeared, early on in training camp, and then eventually just kind of lost the job to Elijah Mitchell, and then he got hurt early in the year, that week two game against Philadelphia, that scary concussion... Um, and he wasn't as decisive as I think the 49ers would have liked. We know Kyle Shanahan loves guys to just hit the hole as hard as they can and make that first cut as hard as they can. Um, and Sermon danced a little bit. And I think that was um, that was one of the issues that they had with Carlos Hyde, too, and the reason they didn't bring him back. So. You know, I can't really pinpoint exactly what the issue was with Trey Sermon, aside from just maybe that lack of decisiveness that Kyle Shanahan really prefers. But you know, it'll be interesting to see because there's no guarantee that Trey Sermon makes a team.
1: Yeah. Right? Man. Like
2: it, it that would be I, would be I guess bad. not. That would be a bad look for all parties involved, but like it's it's certainly not guaranteed because and well, and, and it's not. We think haven't talked play. about Kyle Ustreck at all. But, like, they're they're going to have four running backs up on most game days, I would think. Including Kyle Juszczyk. Including Kyle Juszczyk. So that's, right. that's and three that's half if... back and, and and Juszczyk. So, you know, I, there, there's going to be a lot of pressure on Trey Sermon this year, not only because of how he performed last year, but the fact that they did add Ty Davis-Price, who has sort of a f- similar, bigger back skill set. Um, and it will be interesting to see. There's, you know, how does he respond? And I think we're going to learn early on how Trey Sermon responds in training camp. Like if Trey Sermon comes out and I know it's a little bit difficult to judge running backs in training camp, but if he is tentative and he isn't hitting the hole hard, I don't think Kyle Shanahan's going to have much patience for it. Right. Like I think there's, I think Kyle Shanahan's going into this with his eyes open, understanding that like, man, if Trey Sermon doesn't really take it up to a different level, we have other guys like Jeff Wilson is, has proven to be that kind of player. Ty Mm -hmm. Davis-Price is somebody they're not going to cut in his first training camp. And Elijah Mitchell, like I said, could be one of the better backs in the league. So, yeah, there's no guarantee that Trey Sermon makes the team.
1: I wonder, too, if they're going with bigger backs, A, to try and stay healthier, B, because of that short yardage issue we talked about. But also, Shanahan's just so good at creating mismatches that I don't think you necessarily need breakaway speed to create big plays in, in their offense. Right. Like if you get Ty Davis Price, he runs like he did in the second half of last year for LSU. If you get Ty Davis Price running one-on-one with a safety, if he's not outrunning him, he can probably break that tackle and still generate a big play if he's a one-on-one with a safety in space. So i I think that there's... It's interesting the shift from lighter backs to bigger backs. I think the short yardage the short yardage issue, easy for me to say, is definitely definitely a problem, but I also think Shanahan's looking at it and saying, we can still generate big plays. It might not be an 85 yard touchdown run, but there's still plenty on the bone there as far as um, as far as chunk plays on the ground, where they can get 18, 20, 25 yards.
2: Right, and if you're a four-four-eight running
1: back, like you can still score a forty-yard touchdown, right? Like that yeah, can still. That's not correct. Uh, they're not slow. They're just not. You know, not track speed. Not Blazers. Um, hey, how much do you think the Ty Davis price pick had to do with getting Debo out of the running back role? I think
2: part of it, like I, I think overall, there's probably a philosophy shift in Kyle Shanahan's mind that, like. Ideally, we would have enough running backs that we don't need to utilize Debo Samuel out of the backfield like they did last year. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I think I think that that's pretty real. And look, if you know, we mentioned the injury stuff. Like Elijah Mitchell was hurt; he was their best running back. Um, Raheem Mostert entered the year as their number one running back. He went down week one with a knee injury and he was lost for the season. Mm -hmm. Um, We mentioned Trey Sermon having that the concussion issue in week two and then struggling to really find a rhythm at any point through the, through the rest of the year, like a significant reason Debo Samuel was used as a running back was because the 49ers needed them, needed him to be a running back Mm -hmm. at certain points. Right. And, you know, he was super effective at it, which certainly didn't hurt, but like, it wasn't if like, I don't think Debo Samuel would have been used out of the backfield as much as he was had the 49ers not been so injured at the running back spot, and they also missed yeah. Jeff Wilson Jr. You know for
1: the first, however his, many
2: games of the season, coming off the the MCL tear he had over the summer.
1: So Jeff Wilson Jr. is fascinating to me because his role was so weird last year. So you mentioned he he tore his meniscus in OTAs. Meniscus, right? Not MCL. I mistake. Um, he tore his meniscus in in OTAs. He comes back in Week Ten. And carries the ball 10 times. Then in week 11. With Elijah Mitchell out. Against Jacksonville. um, He gets the start and runs it 19 times. Elijah Mitchell is back against Minnesota and Seattle. In those two games. Wilson gets two carries combined. Then he starts the next three. And over those three games. With Mitchell out. He gets 48 carries. And then Mitchell comes back. And he goes, no carries the final two weeks and none in the playoffs. So when Elijah Mitchell was on the field, Jeff Wilson Jr. was persona non grata. If I use that correctly, I hope I did. It's the first time I've ever said it in my life. So <laughs> fingers crossed. I'll, I'll give you um, an eight out of 10 on it. Um, thanks, man. Uh, so so I, I just, Latin experts, let me know. But no, I just, I I... I don't I don't know if the Niners even like him like they brought him back. But when Mitchell was healthy last year, he just didn't play. And it's weird.
2: One of the weird parts about my job is like I'll get hit up by, you know, fantasy shows to go on and talk about fantasy things. And they're like, all right, who's who's Niners running back leading rusher going to be this season? And I just I mean, I'm on the phone, but I'm like throwing my hands up. I'm like, I don't know. I guess this is as good as mine. like right. <laughs> Because it's been a different guy every single season. Like they've had a every different leading rusher every single season. Kyle Shanahan's been here. Yeah. And to your point, going back through last year, like week to week, it's always a different guy. And it's dependent on health and dependent on matchups and whoever the hot hand is. And so that's one of the the sort of confounding things about Kyle Shanahan and that he loves to run the ball and you know that going into a game if you're a defensive coordinator and you're you're playing against him but it's really hard to handicap who who the running back is going to be in any given week um so i think that's sort of why the 49ers have more numbers or approaching it with a, you know a more heavy investment into their running back room than they have really i think since Kyle Shanahan's been there because they just want they just want to have options and then see what sticks during the season and see who's playing well and who's hurt and um you know what the matchup's gonna be and and that's that's such a big part of it for Kyle Shanahan is just to evaluate all the factors involved going into each game, not just having a depth chart that he sticks to, right? Like so right. so often we think of like, all right, who's who's the starter, who's a backup, who's a third down guy. Right. Like Kyle Shanahan doesn't operate that way when it comes to running backs. He operates in like evaluating everything else. What's the matchup? Who's healthiest? Who's running well? Like all of those things. And so it makes it really difficult from an outsider's perspective to really peg like what the running back situation is going to look like in any given week. And so cool. that's why that's why they <laughs> they have so many more numbers this year because they know like we just need to have as many options as possible so we can try to maximize whatever we can because we know. If anything, we know that they're just going to run the hell out of the ball. And whoever gets the carries. I mean, that's that's the big question.
1: All right. Uh, is the depth good or bad at running back? I think it's probably good. I think my take good. is that it's good. Yeah. I mean, if so, let's just it say Elijah Mitchell's. It feels more complete than it was last year.
2: Yeah. Let's just say Elijah Mitchell's the top guy,
1: presumably. Right.
2: And then tied Price. That. <laughs> <laughs> uh, don't aggregate that. I'm just speculating. <laughs> um, and then say Ty Davis Price is, is the secondary guy, and then you know Jeff Wilson Jr. is the third, and then say Trey Sermon and Jamichael Hasty are inactive, or you know, say you're you're in a position where you could have four halfbacks available. Like, I do think this is the deepest group that they've had, barring injury, of course. Um, because like, like Tevin Coleman was always banged up during his time with the 49ers. Um, Raheem mm-hmm. Oster got hurt a lot um, mm-hmm. he practiced with a giant knee brace like his knee was always an issue
1: well, don't talk about that <laughs> yeah
2: catch the ire of our guy Raheem super nice guy by the way but that was that was <laughs> an odd situation really um, and then yeah I just, I just think like with what Ty Davis Price could be Like I I just think it's it's very promising, just the overall depth of the group and and particularly the combination I think of Mitchell and Ty Davis Price. Like I think they complement each other well. And if and if they're healthy and if if Ty Davis Price maximizes what he could be in this offense, I think it could be a pretty scary one-two combination for them.
1: Yeah, and that's what you know, Davis Price. We talk about the short yardage stuff, but when you start watching it was actually our guy eric crocker from locked on 49ers with with him and brian peacock he was talking about ty davis price and i'd watched a little after they had drafted him but i was just of the mind that like dude if you're taking another running back in the third round that's bad business like that sh- they shouldn't do that but then you start watching him you watch him against like florida and alabama and it's like man, these are SEC defenses. Not that Florida was great last year, but these are SEC defenses. And he is railroading guys and running past guys and juking guys. He just looked like a really, really good player. And I'm wondering if they view him as like, hey, it's going to be 15, ideally 15 carries for him, 15 for Elijah Mitchell, where they're for the most part splitting the work, where Davis Price can be more than just a third, like third down or short yardage guy. Um, and he's actually a, a productive running back for them. Um, that super wouldn't surprise me if we come out of this year like, oh, they have a real one-two, like one-two punch in the backfield. What What's kind of
2: crazy to me, and we, we've we touched on it in earlier episodes before, like the Niners were the best red zone team in the league by percentage last year. Mm-hmm. Yet they weren't great in short yardage runs, particularly on like fourth down, right? Like that's always been kind of a bugaboo for Kyle Shanahan is like fourth and yeah. one. Yeah, you don't really feel confident in that scenario watching this 49ers team over the last few years. Like, so they were a very like one of the best if not the best red zone offenses in the league. Yet they had a quarterback in Jimmy Garoppolo who statistically was not great in the red zone and they had a running game that you didn't really trust in short yardage situations like so what what could the ceiling of this offense be? with improved quarterback play in the red zone and improved play in short yardage, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, their their best short yardage play was a Jimmy Garoppolo quarterback sneak. And more than likely Garoppolo is not going to be available to do that. Although maybe they keep Jimmy Garoppolo as a QB sneak specialist this year. We'll see. But um, that was a joke, but <laughs> um, I just think overall, like what, what, one of the things that's, that's going to, be really important for the 49ers offense this year is just how good they are in short yardage. And they Mm -hmm. should be really good based on having Trey Lance and having an improved and more physical running back group because as good as Elijah Mitchell was, he wasn't, it never felt like he was the dude that like is going to get you one yard against a 10 man box. It was always like Mitchell is really explosive and could spring some runs, but he wasn't the guy that's going to grind out that yard for you. And I think we saw that in the playoffs.
1: Yeah, they gave it to Kyle Juszczyk and Debo Samuel in those big spots. Do we? Want-
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast.
2: i to talk about Juszczyk since technically he is a running back. Good player. Really good player.
1: All right, um, moving on. <laughs> <laughs>
2: really good player. Is he? Okay, is Kyle Juszczyk a dude?
1: Oh, man. We, we got a suggestion on Twitter to do the NFC West's all-dude team, and we're doing that for sure. We're duding that for sure. Um, that's happening. So shout out to I, I don't have the tweet up and I'm not going to go search for it, but we will shout out the Twitter user that gave us that idea when uh, when we do it. But yeah, Kyle, you a dude. Um, one of my lasting memories of him is I think it was in 2018. There was a play where he caught a slant on like a third and short and he split out into the slot and caught a slant and got the first down and Kyle Shanahan was mic'd up for that game. And he just looks at one of his coaches after that play and goes, "Juice is a baller. That's what he is. Yeah. He's just a baller, dude. I'm a I'm a big Kyle Usechek guy. He's a dude for sure. I mean,
2: if you go to six Pro Bowlers or six Pro Bowls and you're like widely well, regarded as the best guy at your position in the league, I think you're a dude.
1: You're a dude. And he just what he does for their offense, like there's a reason they pay him like a tight end." Because he can do right. all the stuff a move tight end can do, but he can also just lead block out of the eye. Like there's just not a ton of there's just not a ton of players who have that skill set in their bag. I'm glad so, he's
2: good enough to where we don't have to relitigate his contract. Like it's a thing.
1: Well, we don't.
2: Right. Well, there are other people <laughs> seem to love to look at Kyle Yusek's contract. Yeah,
1: but they, like it, if they're paying a
2: fullback. It's like if that is your about, criticism of the 49ers, then too. you do not watch their offense.
1: Right. He's a backup tight end yeah or he, he operates as a tight end so they pay him like a backup tight end like he's that's just very that's
2: valuable to the offense and if you look at value relative to contract i think it it lines up
1: well and could Kyle Shanahan if Kyle Yostchek today said i'm retiring from football could Kyle Juszczyk, could could Kyle Shanahan create a good offense like yeah for sure but with this specific offense that they run he's just invaluable and yeah. what they can do with, with 21 personnel and make it look different, make make their offense look different with that same personnel group on the field, make four different plays look the same or look different. Like it just what's the word I'm looking for here? The variance, the malleability. The not malleability. That's a good word. Versatility is another good word. Uh the deception that Kyle Uzcheck allows Kyle Shanahan to employ uh, is is a big reason they've had a ton of success on offense. So. so
2: at the 2019 owners meetings in Arizona, at that breakfast
1: where all the coaches are hung over and
2: they have to talk <laughs> to the media for like half an hour at like 7 a.m., I don't know why they do that, but it's
0: brutal.
2: It's really funny. But at the, I, I asked Kyle Shanahan specifically about fullback and why Kyle Uzcheck is so important. And basically, what he laid out was that as if you have a good fullback who's capable of winning one-on-ones in the pass game against linebackers and potentially safeties like <clears throat> you're able to dictate terms to your to the defense you're going against because with a fullback who's also a good blocker obviously you can run the ball and you can do that effectively you could utilize play action and have an eligible receiver who is capable of winning his matchups and you have the deception, like you're talking about, like you have so much versatility that you can dictate terms. And there's no, there's no real winning in terms of, you know, whether a defense goes with base with three linebackers or with nickel um, with two linebackers and an extra defensive back. When you have a fullback capable of beating linebackers or safeties, whether it's against the run or the pass. like that's right. That is, an inherent characteristic of Kyle Shanahan's offense. And that's what makes Kyle Juszczyk so valuable. So yeah, like I, you you can miss me with like paying Kyle Juszczyk 5 million a year is like this big waste of money, because if that's your take, then you're just regurgitating someone else's like fullbacks don't matter take because nobody utilizes a fullback. And it's pretty clear that you don't understand the value of what's happening (sighs)
1: when Kyle Shanahan is running an offense with Kyle Juszczyk in it. Do you think anybody listening to this podcast is like, they overpaid college check? I don't think anybody listening to this podcast does. Probably not. But those people are out there. They definitely are. Prominent, unprominent, prominent prominent websites. Um, Anything else on the running backs? No, that's it. That's all I got. Okay, great. We got receivers coming up. Tight ends. We'll do offensive line. We'll do dives into each position. Thanks, everybody, for listening to Candlestick Chronicles. Subscribe, rate, review. Um, those subscriptions are, are really, really great for us. Um, so if you have a friend who's a Niner fan, tell him to subscribe. Get him into the show. Get him out on the inside jokes. it oh, there might be another event coming
2: po- up? Kyle, Kyle Ushik also came on the podcast. Once.
1: That's a really good point. Like if we're show, talking about like,
2: whether or not he's a dude. Like, it- much. Certainly, you're on the show work. you're a dude
1: yeah. if you're on the show you're a dude <laughs> shout out Tabor Pepper <laughs> shout to Tabor <laughs> alright everybody thanks